Let's Talk Home Repair is sponsored by Matriarchy Build, who provide tele-DIY services connecting homeowners to vetted pros for one-on-one video consultations. Visit matriarchybuild.com to get guidance on projects as small as a leaky faucet or as big as a home remodel. You can even book a session with Amy themselves. Visit www.matriarchybuild.com. Tele-DIY. Like telehealth? Yeah. Cool. I know. Hi, I'm Amy, general contractor. And I'm Alicia, homeowner. And we're talking home Home repair. repair. Today we have a couple of hot topics. Oh, well, hot topics were last episode, right. but this episode we're gonna we're gonna have a primer on plywood, mm-hmm. which I think will be very interesting and helpful as you're going in deciding what kind of plywood you need for your project. And we might talk about even how to purchase them. Um, and then we're gonna do painting prep specifically for your decks because it's that time. What porch? Not a deck? No, I'm doing porch. I'm doing painted porch. What's the difference between that and a painted deck? Uh, the spelling. <laughs> the spelling. <laughs> so we're going to be doing a painting prep. For- <laughs> so we're going to be doing painting prep for your front porch, which apparently is not going to be a deck. Like you mean like a sun porch? No, like you know my front porch. That's what I was thinking of. The front porch with the stairs that go down, the landing, and the and front the, stairs, right? And the stoops, right? And prepping for that. Prepping for okay, it. so you're gonna have to describe it. because that's a very specific. Well, it's not that study. We'll talk about it. All right, whatever. Let's start we'll with there. the primer on plywood. What do we need to know about plywood? Okay, so have you ever gone into the store, the lumber store? Yeah, the big big box stores, and you know, I need plywood. There's a lot, and you just kind of look at it it's like, <laughs> what do I get? And it ranges in price, right? From I don't even know what the prices are anymore. Yeah, right, from, right. from you know thirty five dollars up to one hundred and twenty, you know, for marine grade plywood. It could be even more than that now. And so I was thinking about it. It's like, well, how do people know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know because I've worked with it, but I still don't know everything. Mm-hmm. Barely, just just tip just of the enough ice. to get into trouble. Exactly, exactly. And and so you know, I was thinking about well, well somebody wants to go. They want to make some shelves. Mm-hmm. They want to do. You know, they want to build a simple bookcase. And 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 to decide on, you know, what product do I use? What do, what do I use? Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I would just go over a little bit about, you know, because you can you hear about ACX plywood or CDX plywood, or you hear about OSB, or you hear about melamine. Mm. What, what is it? What is it? And, and it's like, what do I want to use, and, and where do I want to use the different applications? So I thought I could do a little primer. Perfect. Yeah. And I figured you'd probably have some questions to throw at me, <laughs> unless you're a guru on uh, pr- plywood. I'm not. Okay. All right. Um, sizes. That's about it. Sizes? Like, like it's going to come in different thicknesses. It does. Typically, plywood comes in, most kinds come in a three-quarter inch or 23, 30 seconds. Same as three quarters mm-hmm. for nineteen millimeters, so that's all your three quarter inch plywood, and then you'll also have quarter inch and half inch. Um, and then it's depending upon what you're using it for, of course. You know, so the quarter is going to be really flimsy, but yep. really useful in some applications, like right. If you're just you using use it quarter? to cover it, cover something, and so like, quarter inch is going to usually be a finer, nicer surface, right? Because 
I would say, yeah, it's going to have a nicer finish on one side. Well, you, you can get that in the three-quarter inch as well, but I don't think you're going to find, with quarter inch, I don't think you're going to find the the rough uh, veneer on it like you do on the, the, the thicker stuff. Right, right. Um, and the quarter inch you use, say you've got uh, holes in the back of your cabinet, mm. right? Plumber came in and, you know, just annihilated the back, and you want to close that up. So you'd use that nice, thin, quarter-inch plywood to, you know, put back there and, and patch it up. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also use it for, uh, you know, drawer dividers, things like that. You're not going to use it where you need strength of any kind. You know, you're right. not going to use it for shelving. You're not going to use it where it's, it's mounted horizontally and it's going gonna, it's gonna to sag because it's just not, it's not meant for that. Um, and so, that's you're talking even the half inch, you wouldn't use that. Half inch you can use for shelving, um, but you it depends on what your length is going to be, right? Sure. I, I don't think you would want to end, and what are you going to put on it? Right, not books right? and not books or plates or anything like that. If you're, you know, you know, little knickknacks and you've got a, a shelf that you're making that's six inches deep and mm-hmm. you know, 13 in, or 12 inches long. Yeah, you could use half inch at that point. You want to think about price too. Like, oh, well, I'm just going to go in and I'm going to get the best best piece of plywood I can. Well, why though? Right. If you don't need to, why why spend eighty dollars when you can actually get something that's going to work for you for fifty five? Mm-hmm. Unless you have more money than sense, which some people do. But and, and talking like if it's the same, you know, thickness, mm-hmm. what you're getting is is appearance. It's not going to be better or worse. It's just going to have different. Visual characteristics is that typically fair? right? So, so the finished sides are graded. So you've got you've got softwood plywood and you've got hardwood plywood. So softwood plywood is going to be your your. It's graded with a, a an A through D, mm-hmm. and it'll have two letters. One being the, the the nice side, and the other one being the back side. So if you had um, a being the best, D being the worst, Roughest. being right. It's got it's got imperfections. It's got those weird um, knot hole kind mm. of things in it. Um, if you had a plywood that was an AC, right? It's got a really nice finish on one side, mm-hmm. and you know maybe you'd want to show it, but probably not. Think like if you were making a bookcase. This is a wrong. Uh, use of this word, but kind of furniture grade appearance, like it's that nice. Cab- it's called cabinet grade. Cabinet if grade. You, if okay. you're doing, if you if you've got an A grade plywood, that's that's considered cabinet grade. Where like you could actually cab- do, or your front of your or cabinet. drawers, drawer fronts, right? And and you, you have to finish the edges with some banding or something. But if you had an A, say an AC plywood that you were using to make cabinets, that would be a great. You a wouldn't great use an finish. AA for a cabinet door because you see both sides. It all depends. Okay. Uh, yeah, it it depends. I mean, you are can- cabinet doors going to be plywood or are they going to be boards? It depends. Okay. It, I mean, it, this is this is you building it, right? Right. What do you okay. want to What do you want to build? Do you want to build it with a? And you can take that if you had it, say, an AC plywood that you were going to use. So the side that's going to be visible is going to be your A. The right. back side, you can take and fill it, right? If you've got some some gouges and things like that, you can fill it, sand it, paint it, or stain it, and it's going to look great. 
But with the A side, you're starting with a really nice. Okay. Really nice. So uh, that C finish. side is finishable. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then you also have so there, there's that soft wood, and then the and then the the hardwood is typically your maple, your birch, and your oak, and those have an A for the finished. And then they use one, two, three, four for the backside of it. Mm. And one being the best, four being the least desirable. Um, so that's the designation. If you have like an A3, you know that's a hardwood plywood. Rather than two letters. Two letters, you know it's a softwood. Right. A letter and a number, you know it's a hardwood plywood. Right. Okay. Right. Are hardwoods going to be uh, just intrinsically stronger? Because plywood itself is putting that veneer, of things. That, yeah, that veneer is going to be a little more sturdy. It's going to be a hardwood veneer as opposed to a, okay. a, a you know a fur product. The the sandwich material, those plies in the middle, yeah, right, pretty much the same. But it's that thin veneer that's going to be that's different. what all the grading is. Yes, is, is that the, that thin last veneer, level, mm-hmm. right? Last piece of sandwich, right? And how how is plywood made? Is it just Glued together? Is it epoxy together? I mean, how? how it's is got a plywood? glue. It's got a glue, and the and, it, and they they switch the direction of the fibers Great. ninety degrees. So you've got that sandwich. So that's what makes it really strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. plywood is good. It's good for a lot of things. The problem that you can run into with plywood is it doesn't hold screws as well as if you just had a regular piece of dimensional lumber. Right. Right. It'll it'll back itself out sometimes. Another product that you can sometimes use if you're doing shelving or cabinets or whatever is melamine board, which is, is that MDF. Safe. No, no, it's different. Uh, melamine board is it's got it's particle board, right? So it's got the big chunks that are pressed together with a glue type thing, and then it's got that plastic. They call it low pressure coating on top of it, mm-hmm. like a. It's almost like a formica, but it's it's melamine. It's called melamine. So like if and like in the big uh, the big stores, they'll have shelving lengths. That's that. Yes. Right. Right. So that's not plywood with these different grades that we're talking about. It's actually pre-made shelving. Right. Or you can yeah. get it in a four by eight sheet. You can. Yes. Yes. You can get it. it's it's in there with the plywood. It's and the again, melamine. And so, what would you use that? You can use it for shelving. You can do oh, like you can do countertop on it. You can get edge banding that kind of gets ironed onto it, so it finishes that edge. Right. Right. Okay. Um, and the that the coating on it, that melamine surface is, you know, it, it um, is pretty tough. So you you know you're not gouging it, scratching it, things like that, and it looks really nice. And so, you're, I'm sorry, did you say it can be used for countertops? Yeah. It's not going to be oh. your high-end countertops. Right. But, but I mean, if, if you, you just need a workbench, but you want it a little bit nicer than just a naked piece of plywood. Right. Yep, sure can. Yeah. And then there's also MDF is another is another sheet good product um, that you'll find in that plywood aisle. And, and MDF is medium-density fiberboard. And what it is is it's pretty much just sawdust that is pressed together. And it makes a really nice, very straight, smooth surface. But... Not worth nothing. It Not so much. Around moisture. It's no, terrible around moisture. It is terrible around moisture, right. So it's often used for trim pieces, right? And like crown molding and they will, baseboards. Yeah, um, they'll use that um, for... They do have an MDF product that they'll paint. They sculpt it, look like baseboard. They paint it, and then you can use that for, for your baseboard. But this is in 4 by 8 sheets, mm-hmm. 
where if you had to use it, and I wouldn't recommend it in a bathroom, but you could use it for, say, subflooring. You would use it I for would subflooring? I would not use it in a, Yes, you could use it for subflooring because it's nice and flat. And if okay. it doesn't, and if, you know, if you don't have any water, there's no, there's no right, water right. or anything like that. I mean, that, it's a huge right? problem around water, though. So, right, because I mean, it, really it just swells up and there's nothing you can do with it. Right. Absolutely nothing you can do with it. I typically steer away from MDF all the time. I just don't use it. Yeah, it's just, it's just it's too just, problematic. It is. It is just too problematic. So, like, if you go to somebody's <clears> house <throat> and you can see their baseboards, and it's swe- especially in the bathroom, right around a right. corner, you'll see something swelling and yeah, and right. expanding, yep, yep. And, right there at yeah. the edge by the bathtub where the kids have been splashing water, and you can see right. that, that thing is just it's growing. It's like oh, that's empty. It's like baseboard. opening up like a little flower, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Little layers, <laughs> right? Right? Yes. And it's like no MDF for us. Uh-uh. <laughs> And then one other letter designation for plywood is after the, say, AC, if there's an ACX, the X is for exterior. So it it can withstand some moisture. It's not meant to be totally exposed, uh, like the outside of a house or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You could use it for sheathing, but then you're going to put weather wrap and siding on it. But the ACX gives you a little bit of protection from moisture. And then there's marine-grade plywood, which can actually be used for boat hulls and docks. Oh, okay. So it's like a green, it's almost a pressure-treated kind of plywood, which is really expensive. Right, 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 right. So on all sheathing, would you use an X, or do you not really get that much advantage? I think it depends on on the price. If I'm building a set of shelves, say I'm I'm doing this simple bookcase kind of thing, and I want to use plywood. I don't. I wouldn't need that X because that, that, the back side of it is not going to be really nice. No, that's why I was saying you said could be used for sheathing. Is it general practice that you do use an X board for sheathing? Yes. Okay. Yes, that or OSB. You- I would always use it. Okay. Yeah, I would always use an exterior rated product for outside. Okay. Whether it's going to be exposed for a little while or, uh, you know, a little while or it's, you know, we're going to, we're going to cover it right up. I would still just, just because. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it a lot more expensive? Um, no, it's not that much more expensive, but what you have to think about is like, you're going to, you're going to install it and you're going to cover it up. Well, what's going to, how are you going to know if, if you haven't used an exterior grade it's if so, there are it's, problems. Right. It started to degrade, and you, you don't know until you have a real problem. Got it. Big problem. And so OSB. Oriented strand board. That's like wood chips put together, right? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, just wood chips that are kind of glued and pressed together. And it's a, it's a cheaper product than plywood, but it works really well for the sheathing kind of thing where it's going to be he- hidden, but you're getting that structural. Or subfloors. That you or- need, Exactly. Yep. And so the particle board and the MDF and the OSB is are they constructed the same? It's just what size of the particles it is. Ooh, that's a good question. You know, dust is really small pieces, right? Because I know MD, MDF is, is like is like they've taken the sawdust and they've glued and and pressed it together under high pressure mm-hmm. to make that. Um, and then particle board. It's. Um, I mean, it they would, all involve some kind of pressure. I would imagine. Yeah, pressure construction. Yeah, pressure and glue. It would be that would be another interesting little research project. What exactly is the difference between the the processes that that somebody make Google those. it for us? All right. Google it for us. Let and us send know. it to us. Okay. <laughs> K 
Kayla's going to be on that, you know that. Yeah. <laughs> Although she's going on vacation, so she's... Oh. Yeah. Well, she needs something to do on vacation, so... Well, hopefully she's going to be out of, you know, range and not going to be able to look anything up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> anything else on plywood that we should know about? No, just realize that there are price differences depending upon what you're getting. Sometimes you can you you'll see that they have like four by four sheets or two by four sheets of plywood, and if that's all you need, you know you could get that. But check the price because oftentimes those cut pieces are like seventy five percent of what the cost of a full sheet is. Right. So why don't you just get the full sheet? Well, Unless because, you absolutely hate having things laying around, like me. It's like, I don't want any extra. Right. Um, but Or you have a sedan. Or you have a sedan. Well, you can always have them cut it. Or, and how do you do that? Like, I never see any. I always see the machine, mm-hmm. but how do I find somebody to do it? Like, do I go up to, who do I start talking to? The 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 nearest person that you see that's got the, the orange vest on or the red vest on that works there saying, I need to get this piece of plywood cut. Can you help me? So do I pull the board out? Yes. Okay. Because you're going to choose the board that you want, right? They're, because lumber Maybe and they will, maybe they won't. But typically the top board that you're going to have on those piles is one that you're not going to want Everybody's rejected. Right. <laughs> right. So you take it and you move it over to the next pile and you f- find the one you want, put it on a cart. Okay. And be careful. Use two people because it's, I mean, they're unwieldy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some people can do it really well, but I, it's no. a learned, It's a learned weight right. and size, I right. think. Right, don't, yeah. don't throw your back out just because you want to be, you know, a badass. And, and how, how much will they cut for you? It depends on how nice they are. They, I how think their policy. Yeah, I think their policy is one cut. Oh, okay. Um, they may do like one cut for free, and then we charge you for every cut after that. Okay. Um, but I know that they'll. And you're I've still buying them, the whole board. You're still buying the whole board. Yeah. Right. And so I, I know I've had them do multiple. You know, it's like okay, I need it at 32 inches, and then so you can actually have them measure it out instead of just cutting it in half. Mm. And cool. then I've also cut cut it out in the parking lot. You know, I've got my saw. You have your- I have my saw, and I couldn't find anybody, so it's like fine. And I don't need to be perfect, so I'm just going to cut it in half as best I can right here. And so it's not as unwieldy, right? Oh, so I can get it in the back of the van or whatever I was driving. Yeah, you know? going and getting plywood and lumber can sometimes be intimidating. Oh, it is. Yeah, and you know, it's for lumber particularly. You are going to have to look for good boards. You know, you want to check to see, got a big curve in it or... Right. And I have found that the lumber that you find at our big box stores is is not the best quality lumber. If you went to here locally in Seattle, if you go to Dunn or mm-hmm. you go to Stewart Lumber, they just carry better quality. Mm-hmm. And the, you come out, if you want a dozen two-by-fours, you're going to come out and you're going to have 12 that are straight if you're getting them from Dunn Lumber, right? And they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you could have to you know, pick through a pile of 50 of them at Home Depot because they've already been picked through once, at least, you know that. So yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's, if you can, you may, have to, you, you may have to pay a little bit more, but you're not going to have a twisted board quite nearly as bad. I mean, you'll still find some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the other stores tend to have a little bit better quality lumber. And it's just going to be a fight if you don't get as straight right. a board as you possibly right. can. And those guys will usually do whatever. They'll, they'll, sometimes they'll even tie it on the top of your car if you need to. Yeah, which I is nice. It, yeah, the small 
yep. shops tend to be mm-hmm. really nice on customer service. Yep. And yep. they're around. Yep. Cool. So should we move on to painting prep for porches? Yeah. You want you don't want to know why I'm doing this? Porting prep for porches. Because <laughs> you need to paint your porch? <clears throat> well, you know, I have a 15-year-old stepson, right? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Summer vacation is right around the corner. <laughs> so I was doing a little homework, right? Because if I'm going to do it, I just go and I just do it. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm going to get my ducks in a row. I'm going to know exactly what I need. I'm going to have it ready for him. <laughs> We're going to do a little little training on painting prep. You know, there's nothing he can't do. Right, right? right, right. Quite capable. Anybody could do it. So um, I thought, well, this would be great, right? I get to learn a little bit. And actually, when I went through it, it's like, I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. Oh, okay. That's a good tip. Good double check, though. Right. And I know that there are a ton of people out there that are getting ready to prep their decks or porches to paint. And front stairs, even if you have wooden stairs. Right. Because we get a lot of calls. Like, we need our deck restains. I mean, it's not something we do, but but we always, always, always get those calls. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, I'll just go through the list. People can write things down. and it's So like, who should they call? Should they call a painter, not a reno person? Painters will do it. The problem with painters is they're all booked on doing exterior house painting right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so are there companies that do specifically um, porch and deck I couldn't tell you that. I'm sure there is somewhere. I mean, it would be a great little gig for about six months if you wanted to, you know, yeah, yeah. hang a shingle and that's that's all you did. Two days and, and prep work and, and you're done. And yeah, you could Sweet. definitely do it. So how do we prep? All right. So you're going to get, you got to get your tools together. So you need some drop cloths, broom, vacuum or a shop vac, paint scraper, you know, one with a long 12 inch it's got kind of a claw look to it. It's got a blade on it that'll scrape it. You're looking at me like I... Oh, I just know the real small ones. Oh, no, no. This is a... It's, it's a. You get a little bit better uh, leverage on it. Sure. And you can change the blade out. You can sharpen the blade. Um, I would also get one of those, what they call a five-in-one painter's tool, right, that's okay. got that oh, right. hook kind of thing on it, but it's got that also... Nice little pointy edge. It's got mm-hmm. a nice sharp edge as well. Um, a wire brush mm. is always a great thing. Um, some sandpaper, I would go with like 80 grit up to maybe 150. Anything bigger than 150 or anything higher than 150 is, is unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're, talking a, we're talking a porch, right? <laughs> right, not a door. Yeah. Um, some rubber gloves, safety glasses, your painter's tape, uh, paintbrush, paint roller, you do if you want to just stand up and paint it. You can have an extension pole, mm-hmm. or you can get on your knees, whichever you want to do. Everyone should buy themselves an extension pole, a generic one, and you they can put it on everything. Yeah, you can. Just scrub your deck with it, and then yeah. you put your squeegee on it, and clean your windows, and yeah, everything. I think so too. Um, okay, and then we need some cleaner, some TSP trisodium phosphate cleaner, or you can go with the non-TSP, right? TSP is supposedly not great for your environment, the phosphates. Uh-huh. So they have a substitute TSP cleaner that you can use. Like, are you doing a clean green or what are you talking about? 
I don't know about clean green, but there is, it actually says substitute TSP on the label. Got it. Okay. So it's just, it, it cleans similarly. And where in the store, is that going to be in the painting area or is that going to be yeah. someplace else? No, that's going to be in the painting area. You're painting prep stuff. It's sure. going to be with your scrapers and all that kind of stuff and your filler and your strippers and right, that kind right. of stuff. Um, you want some wood filler, exterior grade. You want some caulk. Again, exterior grade and paintable. So you want to make sure that the caulk that you're using is paintable. A lot of caulk is paintable now. Yeah. I mean, it's still something to check. But... Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, because if it's not and you put it on there, it's just, oh, it's such a pain. Mm-hmm. Such a pain. Your paint just bubbles or or it separates kind yeah. of thing. And yeah. yeah, it's awful. Then latex exterior primer. And your exterior paint. Now, you can get, there are some paints that come with the primer already in it. So just check your can. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take you a couple of coats. You're going to want to do a couple of coats on it. Um, it's suggested that for the railings um, that you use a door door and trim paint, exterior oh, door sense. and trim paint. For drippability um, or something? or Apparently it's a little bit better or it's formulated a little bit differently so that it can take the wear and tear um, as opposed to just stepping on it, I guess. Mm. Um, and then for the porch part, the floor, the treads and that kind of stuff, I recommend getting something that's got that non-adhesive in it. A little gritty? Walnut shells are sand almost. You mm-hmm. can get it so that it's in there or you pour it in there. And it's actually a porch paint. And you don't want that to have a gloss on it because then it'd be slippery. Ah, So you're actually using kind of two different paints. So you'd use the railings. You do the railings first, and then you do the the deck and the stairs part of it. But before we get to that, Mm. you want to think about your colors. Like we talked about the ultra white last episode, right? (laughs) Right. So, and I I think about this is, is on my house, I have that back deck that gets sunlight all summer long, right. right? It's like as soon as the sun comes up, that deck is getting it, and then as soon as and when the sun goes down, and somebody stained it black. Yeah. Oh, that gets hot. <laughs> it gets so hot in the summer, and and I would love to just you know change it out, but it's like not my house. Stain is stain. Right. So you want to think about color, um, and then there's also the there's also the dirt factor part of it. It's like how light do you want to go because yeah. you're going to be able to see all that dirt right. on it. Um, so you want to check your weather, make sure you've got like two or three days of good dry weather. Then you're going to clean it with, first you want to vacuum, brush it off, use the cleaner. Then you're going to, then you can use, um, if you have it and want to, a pressure washer. Mm. I recommend using a really low pressure on your pressure washer so you're not right. scarring the wood and damaging it and gouging it. Right. Uh, a lot of people, unfortunately, will just... Put the jet on. Oh, they will. And it just strips everything. And then you can write your name with it. Right. And then your then your boards look like they're hairy. Right? Because it's so and so then what you have to do is you've got to sand it. Sand all that thing. And he's like, oh my word, that is just crazy. Yeah. You you should sand a little bit on this, but not to the point where you're having to sand every single board because you've got hairy wood. Right, right. Uh, so if you can back it off on your pressure washer and not use that full pressure. And what would be your advice for, because I think the other thing that can 
exacerbate that is if your wood is wet to, and soft to begin with. So how long should should it be since the last rain before, you know, I know you said two to three days of not rain coming up of good mm. weather, but how long should the, the porch or deck have been like really dry? Oh, I'd say at least three days or so. Yeah. I mean, okay. if it's, you know, if it rained yesterday, you know, maybe you can do I something would, cleaning. But yeah, I, I would, the... I would definitely give it at, if you're starting where it's saturated. Yeah. Right. It's been, it's got the winter wet still on it. Um, I would definitely wait until it's, it's dry, dry. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, you, you can use a moisture meter, but I don't know if anybody wants to buy a moisture meter for this <laughs> one particular project. Just do it the following weekend instead of this weekend. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> get yeah. It, get it dry. Right. Just make sure that is, that it is dry. And if it feels like, you know, it's, it's wet, just wait. Yeah. Because if you don't, then your paint's going to peel and then you're going to be so sad. <laughs> so sad. So sad. All that work and so sad. Right. Okay, so we've done the we've done the pressure washing. Then you're going to go and and use the paint scraper to get any loose paint that you couldn't get off with it. You're going to get in between the boards using your wire brush, using your five in one tool, mm. whatever it takes to get all that. Stuff. And I'm envisioning mine is my deck is or my porch as I'm doing this. It's like, oh yeah, I got to get in between there, and I got to get this, and I got to <laughs> do this, and yeah, like build up dirt between your boards, right? And yeah, yeah, right. Or the paint is chipped off, but it's stuck in between the boards, right? And yeah. Right. So getting all that stuff. Um, one thing that I didn't say is, is to make sure that, um, you've covered any plants that you want to save, you know, you don't want to so damage that's what those use your drip, drop, drop cloths drop for. for, right. If, uh, like mine, um, underneath my, my porch is, you know, kind of garden area kind of thing. So I don't want these gray chips of paint to be just laying all over. Right. So I'm going to lay a, a drop cloth down in a much bigger area than than is the the deck actually um, covers sure. so that I'm capturing all of those paint all of those paint chips and right, right. not having to deal with that mess. And then I don't depending upon how old your deck is too there's that lead-based paint problem too that you Possibility, could have. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So scraped it, wire brush, and then we're going to do a light sand on it. We're not looking to make to get rid of all of the paint. We're just looking to to smooth out the rough edges. You know, take how, off all the loose stuff. Take off all the loose stuff. And you know how when you have like a chip of paint that's come off and it kind of leaves a leaves a valley kind of thing yeah. on your you just kind of um, sand those edges so that they're not real. So real they move prominent. into that. Yeah, you kind of feather it. Like, yeah, kind of a little you bit. Don't so that when you feel it as much as possible. Right. So not. when you go to paint it, right, it's not you know glaring right back at you. It's right. Like, oh, right. that looks awful. Do you, can that be done by hand, or would it be easier and better to use a little palm sander? I'd use a palm sander. Okay. Because I mean, you just in in five minutes you could have a big area done. Yeah. So then, Can you rent palm sanders? Probably. Okay. Tool library. Oh, in the tool library. Right, tool That's library. Right. Neighborhood yeah. or tool library. Yep, yep. Once you've sanded it, brush it off, vacuum it off, make sure it's all nice and clean again, and then let it dry. Make sure that it's good and dry. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can start with your primer if you're going to do primer. And you're starting from the top down, so you're going to be doing the rails first. Get those done, and then you can do... And that's going to be the tedious part. The, well, yeah, depending upon what your rails look like. If you've just, got those 
the spindles of two by twos and yep. like, uh, just put on your favorite podcast, your favorite album on go. loop. <laughs> just, what I've seen happen is audiobook. Um, <laughs> um using a, a car washing mitt. Oh. You know, that's that's kind of a sheepskin kind yeah, of yeah. kind of material. Take that and you can well, I can do it for the primer anyway. Yeah. Well, um, even if you just got the bulk there to get right. the coverage get, yeah. and then brush over it. Right. To it's going to cut down a lot of time. Yeah, sure. Because yeah. that That's is a good the, idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. That's fun. Yeah. Of course, I'd be scared. I'd be getting slivers. But if we did a good sanding job, we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> well, you, you could put a, a leather glove underneath it or something like that. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Primer and then your paint and then do two coats of paint. If 24 you hours between? The, read the can. Okay. Oftentimes okay. it's, now it's got a quicker cure on paint. So sometimes you can do, you know, recode in an hour. Should you avoid doing it in the height of sun? Like, should you kind of cover your area, put a tarp up or something? Yeah, if, you don't want the surface to be over like 75 or 80 degrees. Okay. So if That's it, you know, it's got the sun beating down on it and you're going out there in the middle of the afternoon... You you start painting it and it dries really quickly. Well, it's not actually soaking into the wood, so it's it's not going to be a good um, adhesion. Right. right. Okay. So don't do it when it's so hot. August is not a great time. <laughs> no. So they suggest to do when you're doing stairs if you have multiple, mm-hmm. like eight stairs or something like that, to do to skip. Oh, so stairs. you can still climb them. Right. Theoretically. So, theoretically, you can still climb them and then you can, right, you can do all the, prime, prime every other one. By the time you're done, okay, I can go step on those to paint the other ones mm. and still be able to have access to your door. Yeah. Or if you have a second door, don't bother. Just paint. Yeah. Right. Just, <laughs> Just start at the top with. and go down and, and go in the garage <laughs> and up. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And then the painter's tape is between your areas of... Say your rail, where your rail comes down and it gets to your step, mm-hmm. right? There's oh, that right. There's that place right there. And that's also an area where you want to use caulk if you have, you know, a space there. Okay. Use caulk instead of wood filler because you've got the horizontal and vertical planes where you've got movement. So you need flexibility. That's oh, where you're going to okay. use caulk instead of wood filler. Cool. And that's about it. Anything that I missed? Couple coats, clean up after yourself, and yeah, should I think be good again, to like go. you say, it's as is always the truth with any kind of painting or staining. It's all about the prep. It is it takes seventy five percent of the time is prep, and just protect everything because you don't think it's going to be a big deal. You're like, oh, that's just the ground, but then you still have to wait a couple of weeks for the grass to cut. <laughs> that right. isn't great. It just looks sloppy. Yeah, it, it doesn't does. take that much. It day. does. Wow, you know I'm going to do that. All right, your deck is huge. It's huge, but the replace is probably not going to happen till <gasps> fall, so I do not oh. want it to look. I mean, I'm not going to do crazy like this prep stuff. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm just going to slap some <laughs> stuff on there. If you have any other tips or tricks that you're using on your painting projects, your outdoor painting projects, drop us an email at askamy at amyworks.com. And if you have some interesting stories about your attempting to paint your deck, I would love to hear those. (laughs) I, I really like those. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Alicia.
This podcast is sponsored by Amy Works, a residential remodeling contractor in Seattle. We want to help you realize the dream of your next kitchen, bath, or basement remodel. Check out some of our work on our website, amyworks.com. Give us a call at 206-478-2019 or send us an email at help at amyworks.com.